Hey, only in New York. Welcome to Only in New York. I'm Tracy Carnazzo. I'm Andrea Allen. And I'm Chemda, and our guest today started off working with the Flip Squad and soon after toured with Lil' Kim. He was a household name as a staple in New York City's biggest hip-hop station, Hot 97. He also appeared on multiple episodes of The Chappelle Show and hosted a show on MTV. He has a very popular podcast called One Ep and is just back from touring with Dave Chappelle. Please welcome our guest today, Cypher Sounds. Oh, me? Wow. Wow. Oh, shit. When you list all of that stuff, I'm like, who is this fascinating person? <laughs> and like me, I'm like, oh, all that is, that's all a sham. It's you. What's up, y'all, ladies? Oh, my God. Thank you for being you. here. Yeah, this is like amazing. I can't uh, believe that you just came off tour with Dave Chappelle. Yeah, right. Literally, um, literally the week I got back is when all the craziness started, all the COVID lockdown quarantine stuff. And we thought it would get maybe better or at least stay as bad as COVID. But no, no. New York and the rest of America decided to one-up the rest of the countries. And we are in the middle of what looks like, when you look outside, a civil war in some places. I got a notice yesterday while I was on just trying to play poker with fake money. I got an alert saying that there's a curfew now in New York from 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. This was about eight o'clock. So mm-hmm. Xerxes was like, want to go for a walk now? And I'm like, oh, we're not allowed to go for a walk. So we had to, you know, say, stay safe to the people who are out there. And um, thank you for helping us fight. And, you know, we'll give you places to donate. And I know that you've seen them online, but Andrea went on a went to a protest. I know. Did. I did. I, I mean, I, I normally don't protest because I'm a, I got a green card in, in, in pending currently. Right. So uh-huh. I can't really take any risks, but yeah. I just, I don't know. I just, not to call anyone who's not protesting an asshole, asshole, but I felt like an asshole just like yeah. sitting there. Um, um, just my friend sent me. So it was like a, it was a, peaceful vigil in a park so i'm like this is not me like fighting with cops or right. you know what i mean i, I don't want to like misrepresent what i did but it just seemed to suit my risk level and yeah. i was like all right this seems like a cool you know thing that i can do to, to at least in a symbolic way feel like i'm yeah. showing up um but it's it hard was- it's always hard to feel like you're showing up because we're we're actually locked in the house we're wearing masks outside yeah. we're taking risks but also it's just, you're just always, you're not always sure at the moment what to do. So I think we're all kind of doing our best to not make it worse and take steps to make it better. Saifa, how's it going like in your area? Where are you? Are you? Um, well, I live downtown, but uh, I've been staying in uh, the suburbs with okay. my baby, mo- at my baby mama mama's house. Um, Cause I got two <laughs> little kids. So we, I can't work from home where I was, I would live in a small New York city apartment. So we had to get more space, but I go home, you know, twice or three times a week and I'm too nervous to go back right now. Yeah. I'm and nervous. you grew up, you grew up in the Bronx. Like I grew what, up in the Bronx. what part of the Bronx? What was that like? Um, growing up in the Bronx in New York city in the eighties was fun and rough. Uh, crime was crazy back then. Um, you know, they what always kind say, of crime. Oh, everything like, like drug deals, like in front of the building. You know what I'm saying? What part of the Bronx were you? uh, So, my mom is from the Fordham Road area, 
And then uh, my dad died when I was three. <clears throat> Crime. And then um, uh, we moved around a lot. So my grandmother was always Fordham Road. And then my aunt, my godmother was like um, uh, the part of the Bronx that's near Montefiore Hospital. I guess you got to know the Bronx. I do um, know the Bronx. That is yeah. the hospital my father died in. So. Oh, sorry. What a uh, fucking I tragic mean, podcast. Twinsies. So, far, Twinsies. so far, two dead dads. Here we go. I know. Both uh, my parents are alive and in Canada, but wow. one of them is an ass. <laughs> yeah, one of them's kind of like, eh. I feel like this calls for the emoji where the two girls are dancing with each other. Yeah, exactly. Uh, round and round, baby. Well, uh, I feel like you sort of um, might be from an area that people sort of picture when, because uh, that's, the, you're saying when you go outside of the building, you see people doing that shaking not, hand thing. Okay. With, Yes, I definitely saw that, but no, I um my area was a little nicer than when they do documentaries of the hood and they show the burnt down sections of the South Bronx. Uh-huh. It was a little nicer. Here's my problem with the depiction of the hood. Every movie, every documentary, all the news, it always makes it sound so shitty, which it is, but it's also just our home and our neighborhood and it was a lot of fun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There was a lot of fun things. We didn't know we were poor. You know what I'm saying? We didn't know we were uh, in the in the ghetto. You know, like you learn that stuff as you get older. Like we had a lot of fun. I feel you like know? a lot of music and art came out from that time period too. Like people people are now being like, oh my God, everyone's going to leave New York City. And I'm like, good, fucking go. Make rent cheaper. Let's all like yeah. fuck around. Yeah. It's yeah. there's not, it's not necessarily. As the Canadian. Yeah, man. Hey, I don't know. Let's have some fucking fun. You know me. <laughs> I get up to some shit. She's like, all these implants. Oh, listen. Impl- transplants. Sorry, I was really excited. <laughs> I was like, implants. What's going on? Soon, soon, guys. Stay tuned. So, I'm just saying, let's have a little. So when you when you compare it to you said there's like this really super fun parts and really scary parts. What are some of the fun parts and what are the summer not so fun like, parts? The, basically, um, the fun parts were like the the it's hard to explain. The whole neighborhood was a family, mm-hmm. right? The whole neighborhood was a family. You didn't get along with this uncle. You you got you super got along with these cousins. Like everyone in the neighborhood, we all lived on top of each other. This is how I lo- used to look at it. I used to look at like my apartment building as a mansion and I just used to stay in my room a lot. <laughs> I love that. You know what I'm it's saying? like and a like, bus is a limo. Yeah. It's the right state of mind. And you go outside and like somebody's, you know, there's block parties and there was like people playing music out the windows, people playing football in the street. Um, okay. Yes, there definitely was a lot of crime, but it wasn't happening like right in front of us as kids. There was people went to go do crime places you know mm-hmm. but yeah your car radio would get stolen a lot back then there was a lot of little crimes because people were funding their crack habit sure. so they, they, people would try to get ten dollars just all they needed was ten dollars to get some crack so like whatever they could steal that would be worth 10 bucks to sell they would like they'd steal your car radio and sell it for 20 bucks right i mean i remember so uh my dad actually was a carpenter for in the projects in the south bronx so i grew up knowing not a lot about the south bronx but you know he would bring home sugarcane and that would really excite me i would always get a tropical fruit here or there uh but he had you know he had um an old uh chevy and he had a benzy box in his chevy 
And he used to be like, and then when we come in, we take the radio out. Yeah, and I'd be like, I want to hold the Benzie box. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, the you coolest thing. had to invent a radio you can take out of your car with a little handle. Yeah, yeah. I was really excited when I got the one that just, you clicked it and just the face came, face came out. out. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, I'm the coolest. I also remember when I got a 10 CD changer Ooh. for my trunk. Yes. For the trunk. Yeah, I had a six in my trunk, so it's not a big deal. <laughs> but it was such a pain in the ass because, uh, by the way, kids, a CD is this thing that used to store music. Oh, my God. <laughs> I took my daughter to my storage where I have all my old CDs in vinyl. And my daughter looked at the CD. She's five. She looked at the CDs and goes, what are these? And I'm like, the CDs. And she goes, what's that? I'm like, it's how we play music. And her face was exploded like, What? She plays music click on it? going, Alexa, play <laughs> troll soundtrack. <laughs> oh, so she's into good music. Yeah. Someone I, uh, sent me a DVD in the mail. So I'm, I'm of, a, of a comedian, of a comedian that I like. Like someone sent me a, a UK comedian's DVD. I'm like, is this a prank? I will tell you guys, I do have um, a VCR slash DVD combo in my house yeah. uh, just in case. And then yesterday I was like, ooh. Just in case what? You get a time machine? I guess. In case I want to watch my Sweet 16 video, I guess. I don't know. I want to watch your Sweet 16 I watch video. That. Yeah, let's watch this. We Everyone can, stop the podcast. Live stream definitely do that. Fucking sweet Listen, did I wear a white dress? I did. Of course. I did. Was there a crown involved? There was. Well, there was. Yeah. Um, was there um, 40s of um, special brew? Absolutely. How many well, crowns have you worn in your life, Tracy? Would you to be totally me? honest with you, yeah. I, I had for my... Um, for my communion, I had a crown of flowers. So mm -hmm. that's not like a real crown. That's like mm -hmm. more of a halo of, um, you know, perfect uh, beauty. Like a star. Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was for Jesus. So that's different. Um, and then for my sweet 16, I wore a very small, tasteful crown from Claire's, tasteful, honestly. Tasteful, tasteful. <laughs> I just kept yeah. it. Um, but I, I was thinking yesterday, I was in the bathtub. That's where I do all of my thinking, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, man. Uh, when I was 14, my friend Anthony made me this great mixtape of dance hall, which is like, I mean, who doesn't love dance hall, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I texted him. I was like, hey, do you have a copy of that mixtape um, that you gave me? He's like, uh, in, in 1998, do I have... He's like, no, I don't have a cop. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, I think I might have it somewhere because I never like throw those kind of things out. And, and I was like, do I have to buy a walk? Like how would a Walkman, right? Like I would have to buy a walk. Man, yeah. just to play it. I mean, people yeah. are, are are on rollerblades right now in New York City. Like yeah, we're a lot. we're regressing. I, I mean, I'm I'm out there on the bike watching some pretty crazy shit go down all around the. I've noticed that a lot of rollerblading. Mm -hmm. I lived on my rollerblades like in the Same. early mid '90s. Oh my god, it was the best. It was every single day, every day. My AOL screen name. You ready? Here we go. Mm -hmm. Princess was, Trixie Tuzini. Uh, actually, you're a little far off. Okay. Uh, I, was, uh -huh. I was different as a teenager. Daddy's uh, girl 69. <laughs> I hate you. Mm -hmm. My screen wrong? name was Skater Trey, but I used the eight 
as the the, the eight from the skate. Right. Obviously, yeah. right, 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 right. skater so tray. SK number eight. Uh-huh. That's right, tray. And then um, there were. I was grunge, guys. I had patches oh. in my bag. Oh, you were grunge. Yes, okay. I had. I had. You um, were a skater girl. She said to you later. That's my girl. culture. That's my culture. That's Canadian Idol. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my God. Did we I had. Uh, yeah, guys. Back off. <laughs> there were Jenko jeans involved. I snowboarded in the winter. I skated, skateboard, uh, rollerbladed in the summer. Uh-huh. Um, and all I carried a book bag with my shoes because, you know, you never know when you have to go uh, mobile on uh-huh. shoes. Uh-huh. And that's who I was. There was black lipstick. There was a spike collar. I mean, I was oh. really trying. You guys, Why I was I there. never met Tracy until this version of my I'm happy life. I'm the one to bring all this out. Yeah, I know, yeah, right? Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Did you go on rollerblade cipher sounds? No, I'm not a I never did any I never did anything active. I no. just started uh learning how to run. Oh. So <laughs> I realized funny. I did From nothing. Who? Uh comedian Michelle Wolf. You know Michelle Wolf? Yes. She put me on a running plan and I'm killing it. Wait, are you liking this? Are you that guy that's like, I never thought I would be addicted to running? I hate to say it. Oh, I hate to say it. And the it. podcast, get him off. I know. Listen, I hate myself. Okay, good. I hate myself. And here's another thing I go running and I'm not doing nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. I go running and I. And I posted about it and I got all these messages. You're inspiring me. You're motivating me. You're getting me off the couch. I was like, this will be my legacy during quarantine. I inspired people to run. fitness thought. And then I got an email. I got an email, a DM from, you guys ready? You're going to love this. From the Lululemon herself. Yes. Ah, Vancouver, where we at? Hello. Lululemon. The mother. Like, hey, we see you on your running shit. Uh, you're motivating people. Can we send you some product? I was like, Yes. Me? Tell me you're in leggings right now running. Please no, tell me leg- you're in the, leggings. The, the, the running pants they sent me were a, a, a looseness above legging. Like, <laughs> not legging, but like the one right above it. You're going to, le- they're comfortable as fuck. If men knew how good leggings felt, oh man, you no, guys, it would be over. They're so sorry. fucking good. You know the 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 guy who created Lululemon is from Vancouver and had to be uh, forcefully removed from his company after making <laughs> comments disparaging comments about the Chinese. Oh, so everything's oh, fine. Yeah, uh, so Canada's great too. We're totally everything. So guys, Cypher oh, Sounds is, that's a is sponsored. Thing, yeah, so that's much. a Vancouver thing. Yeah, there's so yeah, many Chinese. Sure. There's like a Chinese takeover in Vancouver that there's like this oh, yeah. towards them. I know. Well, yeah, it's it's um. It's like white people getting gentrified for the first time in their yeah. life and not liking it. They're like, yeah. what? You just come in with money and you take my shit? Yeah. I can't believe it. <laughs> Cypher Sounds is sponsored by Lululemon. So everyone. Uh, not, yet. Uh, <laughs> not yet, but I'm working on it. So I almost oh, failed gym in high school. Well, and look at how far you've they come. You started from the bottom. Now the bottom, maybe. they told here. me I have to take a. Uh, summer class of gym to graduate mm-hmm. high school okay well, but is that is that because you just didn't you show didn't up? go you didn't go i went i was physically there but i didn't do a thing okay really because i, I did that thing. and i passed because i was just like i have my period every day <laughs> i should have tried that <laughs> <laughs> i mean honestly that wouldn't have worked back then but now it might my problem is why mm-hmm. i always ask why do i have to climb this rope why 
Yeah. Like, tell me, like, what's the point? And they're like, I, you got to do it. I'm like, I'm, that doesn't make sense to me. I can't. You know why? Now you know why. Because you got to run. Women will call you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's no, why. now I know. Hindsight is 2020. And 2020 sucked as a year. Now you're in leggings. So things are very, very different. Um, so, okay. So you're living in the Bronx with your family. Everything's great on Fordham Road. And then you decide that you're going to move out on your own. Is this how this happened? Talk, talk no, to me. I am. All right. So I live in, I'm living in uh, the Bronx. I'm going to give you the story. Single mother. <laughs> Puerto Rican mother. Uh, <laughs> my mom was a single mom because my dad died. <clears throat> and then she got with this other guy and my sister was born. But he was, a, he was kind of a jerk. Um, it was cool, but uh, my mom is the greatest. Like, my mom was super young when she had me, teen mom, but she was oh, no. never on welfare, never worried about the next meal. My mom was great, she always kept a job, always kept food on the table. Um, and then when I was in my first year of high school, uh, and I was listen, we were poor, but not dirt broke poor. My mom mm. did a great job. I hate those stories about we had nothing like nah. we had three meals. We had beds. Everything was great. Um, she got a promotion. And we had to move to Long Island for her job. So now, what part? To, that's tragic. What part of Long Island? Yeah, we moved to White, Levittown, Wontaw area. And it was like culture shock. I'm sorry that happened to you. How it, did that it, happen? It, it saved my life. I'm going to be honest with you. It mm. saved my life. Because I was... <laughs> I was involved with the wrong crowd in the Bronx, but I was the nerd. This is what I picture my life. You ever watch YouTube and you see some gangster shit? Somebody uploaded that video. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. oh, like the nerds in the in the crew in the gangs don't get the credit. Yeah. Somebody is tagging the YouTube video and mm -hmm. making sure it uh, uploads to Facebook and YouTube at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you were the nerd in the hood. I used to do, there was thugs in my neighborhood and I would do book reports for them. <laughs> and one time, but I was protected. Like they all loved me and I would, I would. Yeah, go, you're a good resource. You got to protect your resource. They, yo, they protected me. And um, one time I did this book report and the guy got a B and he came and he put me in a chokehold and he was like snuffing me out. He's like, yo, what the fuck? I was like, what? He goes, I got a B. They're never going to believe I would get a B. Ah. Like, so then I just started doing all the book reports the night before. Yeah. But they would still get like pretty good grades. I was like good at like just knowing what to Can I tell you? I used to do this in high school too. And I remember like the type of person who would ask me to do it. I'd be like, all right, what, where am I? Where am I leveling for this person? <laughs> right, so that's really he's that's not where busting you're... this word out. We're not no. using the five dollar words. Right. Sure. You yeah. find out like what your lens is, right? So you're like, yeah. okay, I'm gonna pretend that I'm Mark. Mark jewels right. in class. Right. Um. You know, he's, he's a not jock. right. Uh -huh. <laughs> he's not okay. Okay. <laughs> and what would he say? I understand that. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So then, Valuable. um, but but then one night, uh, one day, they told me to cut school. They're like, yo we're not always going to be there for you. So you got to learn how to stick up for yourself. So they uh, made me cut school. And then they we were going on a rampage to find some people to beat up. This, was, this was so almost cute. 
you know this no. was like hey little brother you know you're gonna have to protect yourself no. let's you know throw a ball around and then kind of just like oh my hand. god they're mentoring him okay. yeah, here's, mentored me. here's an iron pipe and we're gonna go on a journey so to got- be people to beat people up, is it just like just to to show that you can? Is that the point? To like yeah, they kind of yeah. wanted to see my my punching style maybe right. or see. Yeah. And like we got on the train, and they'd be like, "What about that guy? Or what about this guy?" And I found a way to get out of all of it. Mm-hmm. And then um, I just I just outsmarted them. I gave and I was like, well, "We should we should get some lunch first, right?" Like I can teach you, you how to web code. Have yeah, you, you can't beat people porn? up on an empty stomach. <laughs> and then. Uh, had you, you fight, had you ever gotten to a physical fight before that? Uh, yeah, I was in fights. How'd nothing, you do? Nothing crazy. Uh, that's the thing about fights, like especially a fight at school, it can only last but so long. Yeah, you, you get tired you just gotta, fast. You gotta just hold your ground. But I've gotten jumped, and that's different. That's like getting jumped is the worst because there's nothing you could do. You just gotta protect your face. Yeah. But I uh I outsmarted them, and then by the end, like it's two thirty. They're like, "School's letting out." Like you gotta beat someone up. Like that that guy, because they're getting frustrated with me. Mm-hmm. So there's this kid. He's got on glasses. He got a huge book bag. I'm like, oh. So I go up to him, and I'm like, was like walking up to him, and I'm going like this: "Run, hey you, <laughs> run, run away." And he's like, "What? What?" I'm like, "Run." run and he's like what and he finally hears me and he starts running i said those guys back there want me to beat you up just run away Aww. so he starts running and in the projects uh this was park chester projects it's not really projects but it looks like projects. there's like the little you know those little chain link gate uh chain link chains that protect the little grass part of a park it's mm-hmm. just like a little post uh-huh. and there's like a little chain it's like you yeah. can just walk right over it mm-hmm. he fucking trips on that chain <laughs> And he already was running slow because of his huge backpack. So he trips. So I just start punching his backpack that was full of science books. Actually kind of works out. And then you hurt your knuckle. But I like had the guys behind me so they couldn't really see. I'm just punching his book back. And then uh, they start coming over. They start coming over because they're like, we should probably get in on this, right? And I was like, get out of here. You're like, he's dead. So that was my, uh, but, that, but anyway, that would have turned, uh, you know, as I got older, that was eighth grade, you know, mm-hmm. and those guys were, those guys were serious. Uh, that could have turned ugly for me uh, as I got older. So I was happy my mom, looking back now, I was happy my mom moved out of the Bronx. Mm-hmm. And even though we moved to like a racist town and like, mm-hmm. it was like horrible, but I, I didn't, you know, whatever. It was just school. So now you moved school. there. Did you just, when did you decide to move back to New York City? Um, uh, I moved out of my house when I was 17 because I didn't like my stepdad. Mm-hmm. So my half of my senior year, I lived on my own. I lived at a friend's house. And then I, his older sister and her husband had like a basement apartment. Mm-hmm. So I moved to Uniondale in Long Island. So Ooh, I had okay. my own place at I was 17, just about to turn 18. I had my own apartment, little basement apartment. Pretty fucking sweet. Yo, it was, I, it was shitty, but it was mine, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, totally. and then uh, from there, uh, then I started working on my career, getting DJ stuff. And then I moved back to New York around when I was about 21. And I got this girl. She was my friend. She was, uh, 
she was from Cali, but she, no, she was from Philly, but she lived in Queens. She worked in the music industry and I was like an intern and working DJing for little Kim. So she was like, we should just get a place in the city together, like be roommates. Mm -hmm. So I got this spot in Astoria, Queens. Ooh, Astoria, Queens. Shout out to Queens. Also, I'd like to say something. Um, I've been a fan of Little Kim my entire life. And I prefer to call her Small Kimberly. And I I just, do you think that she would be offended by that? Uh, She will. She won't understand why. Okay. Okay. See everything. If you notice about hip hop language, is shortening everything. Sure, mm-hmm. and I'm about lengthening. You lengthen, like that's you want to call her like small Kimberly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's too long for hip hop. Too long. Okay. Yeah. Was she was she gaining heat at that point? Like, did you oh, have an fire. idea? Yeah, and fire. then I was with her before her album dropped, and uh-huh. I literally watched her become a superstar. That must you know have been like, surreal. Like, would to see crazy. your friend actually fucking, you know. Oh, take she off like definitely that. wasn't a friend. Oh, she was not a friend. Okay. Oh, I was definitely an employee of. Uh, <laughs> That's interesting. I mean, I she was, was friendly. I'm just saying, but she wasn't my sure. friend. And then, yeah, sure. like I just got hired. Yeah. And I watched, yeah, they went from she was just doing a couple songs that she had with Junior Mafia to her album coming out and she exploded. I was getting 300 a week, no matter what. Ooh, and damn, you were killing it. Yeah. Oh. No, no, no. This is why I killed it. Then I quit. Mm-hmm. And then she wanted me back because the DJ she hired after me sucked. And then she gave me 300 a show. Ooh. I was, I thought I was rich. <laughs> that is home, amazing. I come home, like we do like four shows, sometimes two, like on a Saturday or something. So we'd be gone like Wednesday to Sunday. I'd come home with like 1,200 bucks, 1,500 bucks. Yo, I thought I was the man. Okay, honestly, you're saying this like that's not a lot of like I know, I, like I would feel like I'm the like, man that is <laughs> in an apartment that costs eleven hundred that I only paid half the rent. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah. tell us, was your apartment gross? Like, tell us about your first apartment. First apartment was in uh, Astoria, Queens, off the N train. I think it was Thirtieth Street. Is that the wow. stop? Yeah. Thirtieth Street. Stop. So it was like thirty first. Stru- no, what's everything's like 30th on yeah, 30th, what's the train 29th stop? on 29th Street, 30th and Street, and then 31st, I guess, Ave or whatever, yeah. it is, like one block from the train. Mm-hmm. Uh, shitty apartment, uh, two, two bedrooms. So it's like you walk right in just a long hallway to the right was my bedroom, then you walk down a little more to the uh, next right is her bedroom, and then like this weird living room and a small kitchen. But it was mine and it was great. Yeah, and I then, totally uh, understand that. The rent was eleven hundred. Uh, it was easy. Uh, then we, then I had a girlfriend at the time. We broke up, and my roommate seduced me. Ooh. I was wondering when you two were gonna fuck in this story. I was like, <laughs> hey. they're gonna fuck, but they like, they made Andrea. love. They made love. She's, <laughs> she's a first, pig. You know, you can tell when a dude is like, I met this lady, a girl. Um, this nice person. She was great. She just, I did love her as a person. We were best. <laughs> we ruined the relationship. We ruined it. Uh, yeah, that happens. That, that happens for sure. But then that led up. to, so we, we, did, we did the do. We had sex a couple times and then she wanted to be my girlfriend and I didn't want her to be my girlfriend. And then that was that. So then I had to get my own place. My <laughs> she own kicked apartment. you out. <laughs> did she initiate it the first time? Because I always yes. wonder with these. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So she kind of uh, had it on the brain and she was just waiting. I think she was already in love with me. And then when she uh, saw that 
I had this bad breakup. Like I was crying in my room. Mm -hmm. So she preyed on you. She waited and lied. What is it? Lied and lied and waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And And she saw and this girl broke up with me, and she was like, "She shouldn't have did that. You're the catch. You're the greatest." And then she was in my bed comforting me, and then it just. She really Hello. comforted you. You felt yeah. very bad, and she know she knew that she had to comfort you all the way. I understand she, like, all the way. She knew That's all the how, positions of comfort. Are you yeah. comfortable in this position? <laughs> <laughs> That's how all great relationships start, honestly, uh, as feel, a rebound. I feel bad for this girl. I've been I've been like not a version of this girl. I've never like had someone live in my house because I want to date them, but I have been best friends with someone and been in love with them and been like. Yeah as soon as they see that I'm right, it's going to come together and it never fucking does. Okay. It's, uh, but it's so sad, but I'm I get dating it. my best friend. So yeah, yeah. Ugh. But you two were fucking just fooling around without fooling around for years. You know what I mean? You two were flirting. It's a different uh-huh. thing than like, than like, secretly being in love with someone yeah. and then just like not saying it at all. It's I don't know like, how to secretly do anything. It's, yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. Shout out to Xerxes. Um, yeah. We get it, Hemda. Like you're all in love and everything's yeah, okay. great. No, no, no. I'm in the closet. He's in the living room. Oh my God. We're quarantined together. Andrea, have you been alone for three months? Oh my God. What's that like? We do so much hands and mouth and foot stuff. <laughs> Uh, okay, so you moved. You moved out. So then I got my own apartment on Steinway Street, okay. seven hundred and fifty bucks. Nice, yo, I fucking love this apartment, yo. It was third floor walk up. Yeah, uh, I had to carry my crates of records in all the time because I didn't oh. want to leave them in the car. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. You're a DJ with yeah. records. Crates of records. Do you bring, I'm so fucking ignorant to this. Do you okay. bring your own records in when you DJ or do can they have you, shit there? Can you oh boy. Her or, you know, <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I'm being fucking honest. Everything's I don't, on the computer now. <laughs> you, wait, so DJ when you laptops. get to, like when you were DJing like my Sweet 16, like when you yeah. got there, like <laughs> we would provide you all the records, right? No, I mean, no. like at the studio, wouldn't they have some shit or would you bring your own shit? You Whatever. Have to bring it. Yeah, you bring it. You're the guy, Andre. You're That's the guy. Your instrument. That's your the whole, instrument. So the whole point of getting would have that. Equi- I never had to bring equipment. Everywhere yeah. I went had equipment. But you had to bring all your own I had own to bring shit. the records. Yeah, okay. that was the art. Yeah. The records are the art. Okay. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I'm not like a mobile DJ, like a wedding DJ where they bring all their equipment. They bring the whole sound system. Mm-hmm. No, it's mm-hmm. not. You hire me to come in and I bring my tools. Well, because you're going to a studio. What do you mean a studio? You're, well, where are you going with the records? You're going to a club? Parties, party. party. Yeah. Okay, yeah. party. Parties, yeah. What studio are you talking about? I don't know. Oh, like the radio? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's I what I mean. Studios. I would, a, I'd have another set of records there. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, you, yeah. I, I was imagining you like driving to the radio station with all your records like oh, no, every no, no, fucking no. day. And I'm like, that sounds insane to no, me. No, we would have oh. record bands for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Andrea, that makes so much more sense <laughs> Sorry, <now>. Andrea. <laughs> We judged you, and I apologize. That's, it's fine. It's totally fine. It's I, we had separate separate sets there. And where would like, you find where would you find records? Is it just like you go to all different spots shopping? Damn, for you, it? Went, like, you now you went back. I gotta know. You, we I, made, you made up for it, and then you went back. I gotta know where you get this shit. Well, listen, so, the listeners that listen to this podcast, they're yeah. literally all over the world, uh-huh. and they listen to it to learn about New York culture. And I think that a lot of New York culture is about music and like. Yeah. People come to New York because they're like, oh, we have the coolest okay. record stores. 
Talk yes. to us. In in that okay, so when I start popping off as a DJ, I'm nine it's ninety-six, ninety-seven, ninety-eight. That's when I mm-hmm. first get my internship on the radio. Little Kim, the club, the tunnel, and the palladium. Uh Yes, this was the epicenter of hip-hop. There was tons of record stores, mm-hmm. uh, but also if we were on the radio and did the best clubs, a lot of record companies would come and give us the records, promos, because they want us to break sure. these new records. So we got a lot of records for free. Uh, but we'd also buy, also there'd be like bootleg remixes that we'd have to go buy. Yeah. Um, there was a store on on. 7th Ave and 35th Street called Rock and Soul Records. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite shop. It was always hard to get there because you, you could, we couldn't drive there. You couldn't park. Um, but they had everything. You would always bump into like your favorite DJs there. That's something that's missing in the New York hip hop culture is the the mentor, apprentice, mm-hmm. uh, intern kind of relationship with older DJs that would teach younger DJs. That's why everyone's a DJ now because you just have to get a laptop and some MP3s yeah. and you're a DJ. Who mentored you? Well, my main mentor is Funkmaster Flex from the radio. But Funkmaster it, Flex time. Funkmaster Flex. <laughs> okay, for move? those who yeah, did not grow up in New York yeah, City, <laughs> that is a fucking big deal. But yeah. but so is Cypher Sounds. Like, sure. yeah. All, yeah, yeah. like it's all a big deal. These are the names that we heard. If you were listening to music yeah. Um, yeah. from a DJ, most likely we were listening to you, Funkmaster Flex. Yeah. Um, and like maybe a, another handful of people, but those were the names. Yeah, I was blessed. I was per- like, perfect timing like um i just read um malcolm gladwell's outliers because mm. i have nothing else to do and uh it's all about the opportunity meeting the right timing like it literally crossed the perfect time for me how did you two meet flex yeah for flex i worked uh i interned for another kid named dj riz he okay. had a co- he was down with flex he had mm-hmm. a college radio show in long island Mm-hmm. So I went up there and I just start. This is how I've gotten every job I've ever had. Hey, I'll do whatever you want for free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like literally, like what can I do to stay here and watch all this happen? Right. That's yeah. how Andrea actually met her ex boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's fine. <laughs> I'm gonna mute myself. She calls now. it a relationship. <laughs> yeah. He called it an internship. It's That's all how I ends bring with shit. Well, it's I'm not like, an internship if you're getting paid. <laughs> Listen, oh. we've all been the lady intern in the yeah. relationship. Uh, it's, yeah. it's not cool. And we, I think, will uh, do. we, we think we're going to get the job, but you know what? We never yeah. do. Yeah, I've, I've been waiting for a lot of job offers uh, for the past 10 <laughs> well, years. The thing, but that's the key. I'm yeah. actually, I, right before all this Corona shit happened, I'm actually uh, working with this um, this person who helps you put together a package so that you can go do like speaking engagements. Mm-hmm. And my whole speaking platform is about how I turned opportunities from nothing into something like being an intern, Mm -hmm. but the timing, you have to know when to bounce, Mm -hmm. right? Or you have to know when to kind of threaten like, Hey, I've been here six months. I got to go now because I need to make some money. And they go, Oh no, we haven't been paying you. And then you could, hopefully you then get to, so that's what you got to do in a relationship. You got to be like, you treat me like an intern. I'm about to bounce. Yeah, yeah, remember remember when you did that to your roommate and then uh, you bounced? <laughs> you got to do their papers so that they protect you. Yeah. You have to make yourself very, very valuable. Very and valuable. you have to be the hardest worker uh, and they will not be able to uh, get the job done without you. Yeah, exactly. make yourself indis- indispensable. Did yeah. you 
when you were, were you guys trading records as well amongst DJs? Did you guys like trade, have things that were like super high value? Like it must've been sort of yeah. like a commodity situation. Oh, it was, yeah, it was, it was so fun. Like, um, cause sometimes the promo versions that we would get for free never came out commercially or oh. there'd be like certain remixes or mm -hmm. like the promo vinyl would have like the acapella. Uh -huh. So we would get them for free. And then if we got extras, we could go to a record shop and trade them or sell them. Or like uh -huh. kids from Japan used to come to New York. Like I know guys from Japan, their job was to come to New York three times a year and buy as much vinyl as they could uh -huh. and an exclusive vinyl. That's why if you go to Japan now, you can still go to record shops and find things that like you never see. I worked for, like, I, I recorded some music for, like, five minutes in my life, but um, I did dance music for a little while, and yeah. they would record the regular track that you'd hear, like, the pop version of it, yeah. and, then, and then they would, would record four different uh, versions of it, specifically yeah. only for DJs, and it'd be, like, the super trippy version or yeah. whatever, and sometimes DJs would just take one little sample of it put another thing on it and now you're yeah. listening to a new song of course that's what i'm describing what mm -hmm. you're doing but i i didn't know that i didn't know that there were these secret album sort of secret versions of songs and that was it was hard to do it back then the technology wasn't like you could do that now on a laptop it's mm. like crazy easy but back then like you had to be dedicated and find ways but this was like a uh like new york dj culture like i'm I always have this joke, like now as a comedian, my joke is I'm very famous in New York. Um, but uh, That's not a joke. I don't, what is he? Okay. I'm very, I would say. I mean, I'm we did just famous. laugh. That's yeah, all that laugh. matters though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very famous to a small group of people. <laughs> but um, the people, I, I can go to any city in the country and there will be people that know me especially if they're into music or like radio stuff that they all, they found ways to listen to hot 97 and then try to mimic it in their towns, you know? That yeah, absolutely. So I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one of the rumors about you. Okay. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. scandalous. <laughs> I talked to this chick in an apartment. Who said he fucked her over. <laughs> no, it's, just, it's, it's so cute. I don't know if it's true or not, but, um, you know, you told her you loved her. Uh-huh. <laughs> you were going to be together, bitch. Uh, I asked my boyfriend, Xerxes grew up in Corona. Right. Yeah. And so he has, he still has like a text chain of all his friends from back then. And I, I was, and we call it the streets. <laughs> so I go, ask the streets what they know about Cypher Sounds, right? Because I'm about to interview them. <laughs> and so they said, like, you know, the usual stuff, you know, the, um, the Hot 97, of course. And then yeah. one of them said, I'm pretty sure he was the first person to play Rihanna on the radio. Oh, my so, God. That's... Is that true? <laughs> I thought you were going to drop some shit I didn't no, want no. out there. Yeah. No, just cute stuff. Oh. <laughs> She's not as cutthroat as I am. Yeah. When I heard Corona Queens, I was like, oh, I know. Like, he's like, I heard you make the prettiest songs ever. <laughs> is that true? I heard you wore a crown and your quinceañera. <laughs> do you do you have people uh, from from Wait, 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 wait. Don't wait, no, answer he, the question. He, he, he thought, thought, yeah. First of all, answer the question. Yes. Second of yeah, all, he yes. thought I was going somewhere else in Corona. So where yeah. was I going in your brain? That's what I'm oh, chasing down. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm yeah, Googling yeah. Cypher Corona right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't tell you that. Uh, no, yeah, I was the first one to play Rihanna ever. Um, I met her when she was 
just she was signed to these producers and they wanted me to hear the music um i i was partially responsible for getting her her record deal um i broke her music i'm in the video upon the replay but she was hey mr dj song upon the replay that's me that's me that's your boy wow right that's a fucking good one yeah i broke a lot of music but that was the biggest like she became like a global superstar like what what other music did you break that we would know uh or our listeners would know that i personally broke yeah uh rick ross hustling like i helped rick ross get his record deal um i was uh the song called quiet storm by mob deep Mm -hmm. i played but mob deep was already established right rick ross and rihanna were unknown people Right. Uh, but Mob Deep Quiet Storm is a big one. Uh, I helped Sean Paul a lot in the early days, but he was already oh, known so it's your in fault. the reggae world. You don't, you don't like Sean Paul? Oh, uh, what? I, what? Can I tell you, my, uh, I had a Jamaican friend in Canada, a much older lady, who was Sean Paul's nanny. And she was, she was like, Sean was a very good boy. <laughs> That was Sean. When you say Sean Paul, I think of, um, I guess, like my junior year in high school, senior year in high school. Like that's, you know, how there's like soundtracks. Do you guys feel like that's yeah, yeah, soundtracks sure, sure, sure. to like, like that time things. period? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that I feel like Sean Paul was kind of um, Noriega was like uh, eighth grade for yeah. me, and then uh, Sean Paul was like junior senior year. I feel like Sean Paul was the first time I ever ground, grinded, grinded, ground. Gr- <laughs> Fast tense. Fast tense. I think Cypher just left. The first time I put my ass up against someone's dick and moved it in a circular motion. With clothes on in public. With clothes on in public. This is this podcast is just audio, right? (laughs) (laughs) Because we are we are doing it on Zoom, so we can see each other. But for you guys listening, if you would have saw my face (laughs) when she said "ground," you can't. They grind it. I don't know, man. No one. No one. I remember no one ever asked me to dance and ever at dances. Never. I was always dancing by myself. And then I remember this like kind of heavier dude, uh-huh. um, John Lurcher finally took pity on me and he asked me to, to grind to Sean Paul <laughs> and I wasn't ready. I didn't what have a question. Is that he uh, asked you? Yeah. You yeah. You said it like that. Can you grind on me? Would you, <laughs> Hey, do you want to grind? And I just was like, yes. Finally, yes. <laughs> well, that was the show, though, on MTV, right? The grind. Yeah. Wasn't that MTV? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so you, the word made its way into, pop, into Canada. Into Guys, Canada listen. Culture. I'm sorry. I was a skater, so to me, grinding meant like you know, going on like a rail or around the curb with your rollerblade. Like, I'm sorry. I wasn't like a whore like you were. Well, I wasn't. No one ever. No one was ever interested. And I remember this was like a big watershed moment for me that, like, finally someone wanted to dance with me. But it's so, it's such a fucking long song, and you have to keep your <laughs> legs engaged. Like this is horrible. Your abs are killing you. The next. You feel this guy's fucking boner. This is a mess. You did a boner for him. Of course, I did a boner Good for you. Good for you. Thank <laughs> you, Sean. You know what? Honestly, thank you. Thank you, Cipher, and thank you, Sean Paul. Yeah. You think that's, that's a you think that's a feat getting a uh, uh, how no. old is how old, hey is hey hey grade? hey she just said she was asked to the prom essentially let's back it up was the my, little girl it was my big fucking moment Good for you Andrea hey. I'm proud yeah. of you hey man yeah now yeah. Saifa 
stop trying to get around this. What mm-hmm. happened in Corona? Yeah. No, no I'm going to find out. I'm going to ask the streets. <laughs> not specifically Corona. It was just, just Queens. Just Queens. I mean, I'm here in Kew Gardens, so I can also ask around. No, do you, there's, ha- there's do you have any people from your past that you that are that you have like bad blood with bad shit? No. Um, For example, Corona. No, it's nothing bad. My uh, my problem. My thing is, I I hate beef. I hate lingering beef. I solve. Mm-hmm. I fix every problem. If you don't like me, you just don't like me. Like th- there's no problems I have where I haven't went and apologized or try to fix or try to mend. Like. Um, but there's just a, a girl that was in the industry that was from Queens. That's all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't Tell know us. they knew about it. No, We're I listening. No, I can't. Did okay. I'll tell grind? you another girl Did though. You guys grind? Did you guys grind? Did you ground? Did you boner? <laughs> yeah. Did she? Did she produce a boner? <laughs> <laughs> she boned me. Uh, wait, who's in Long Island City? You, right, Andrea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I don't know tell your address. Oh, yeah. Uh, I dated a girl that lived in Long Island City and she was amazing. And then I taught her about Seinfeld. Jobs. Oh, okay. Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Uh, I taught her about Larry David. She did not know what Curb Your Enthusiasm was. Listen. So you taught basically her about, taught her about New York Jews. New York right? Jews. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I taught her oh, about she bagels was, she was, and locks. Uh, she was from she was she was Canadian. She was Indian from Canada, from Toronto. Oh shit! And um, I taught her about uh, Larry David, Kirby Enthusiasm. We watched it like in the car on a road trip, and then she said, "Oh, oh fuck, I can't say. I'm sorry." Okay, I said she said she liked a rapper, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and uh, I this rapper is loved by real hip hop fans, but then he also kind of blew up. So when like girls are like, Oh, I like this rapper. We're like, no, you don't know the real shit. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gay so one fifty cent. No, oh. I can't say. I, I remember why I can't say. I'm sorry, but just know it's a rapper. <laughs> so I also love uh, Frank Sinatra. I'm a huge Frank Sinatra fan. Right. This bitch. <laughs> and I shouldn't say that. She's a very nice girl. <laughs> This girl uh, gets a job working for this rapper. Uh-huh. Now she works for him. And then she got married to some dude. Oh, she met uh, Larry David because she moved to L.A. She met Larry David and posted about it. And there was little subliminal messages towards me. Mm-hmm. I could feel it. And then she marries some dude at Frank Sinatra's house. Okay, so basically she stole your entire identity. Yeah. Oh. Her name is V for Vendetta. <laughs> She's just living her best life. She got married at Frank's house with the rapper there, hugging like she put up a picture. Of Did you the feel like it was her. a dig? To, do you feel like it was yes. a dig to you? Did yes. your mom walk her down the aisle? <laughs> she got my dead dad to walk her down the aisle. <laughs> Women really fucking you really get under their skin, huh? Okay, my problem. Oh, what's your problem? Oh, this is good. Yeah, the problem it. is that I'm. This is not an ego You're, thing, but I'm mm-hmm. such a great guy. Uh, okay, <laughs> just stop yourself. Hello, such <laughs> a great guy. They get stuck. Is anyone talking right now? Because I just blacked out. Yeah, I don't know. I think he left again. Okay, they, cool. They never recover, and then they just they keep. You la- you're laughing. I'm yeah. a catch, ladies. Yeah, uh, you're laughing, and. Wait, are you a good guy? 
My problem was I was a workaholic. My only problem in all my relationships was that Is I neglecting the relationship. Yes. <laughs> the only problem was that you weren't like a very good boyfriend. They all, but like besides that, boyfriend. you were a good guy. I was a great boyfriend. <laughs> These women have things. They're called needs. And it's like, why do you keep coming out? No, like, because hello, we, were young, we were young. We were young and yeah. they wanted older things. Right. Like you and, were with small Kimberly making 300 a week. You were like, I cannot dedicate my time to you. Like, yeah. I know you want to do snuggles. I'm married, but to like, the, I'm married to the life. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> that horrible part about me still the goodness outweighed all that and they wanted me and they you know what they still want me they come back they dm they find my old number they hit me up and they go hey remember Remember when yeah remember long island city with larry davis no not her she never hits me remember when i was 14 and you made me a mixtape um (laughs) (laughs) you still have that is it i don't even follow that girl i don't follow her i just okay (laughs) <laughs> type her name in on Instagram. Well, you look at her from your other account, though. Uh-huh. No, I, I use my account, but I don't. I, I, oh, I thought I liked the picture once, and I almost. Oh, you go back out. to the beginning and you like it. Oh, right. I love that. Oh my god. Cypher you- sounds like her picture from seven years ago. <laughs> Did you make mixtapes for girls you like, or is it like being a masseuse no. and like by the time you get home, you don't want to be doing that? No, I didn't make mixtapes because I'll tell you why. Because I was on the radio. So I mixed live. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't sit there and record. I wish I did because mixtapes live forever. Mm-hmm. Right? You could still have your favorite mixtape. But mine, my people loved my show, but they don't have the recording of it. You know right. what I'm saying? So that's why I wish I did make mixtapes. But I wasn't that guy to make. I made so- one. Mm, oh. oh, the truth comes out. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. in Corona. Yeah. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> my baby mama. <laughs> so, um, okay. So now you're you're in Astoria. You're living your life. Tell yeah. us a really cool story. Um, maybe about like you know you you encounter so many celebrities. You're working alongside them. Like, what's yeah. a cool like New York celebrity story? Talk uh, to us. In New York. Yeah. Ah, uh, there's so many. How do I? Were you them? ever involved in a shooting outside of Hot 97? Be honest. Uh, yes. <laughs> No, okay. no, 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 not. How did I say had? Tell us about the Source famous, Awards. Three famous shootings in front of Hot 97. I wasn't there for any of them, but I almost, I had a guy pull a gun out on me in front of Hot 97. Why? Uh, he wanted me to play his artist. So he was a Jamaican gangster. Yeah, I'm curious about, about that. Um, is that did, since did you're you know Superhead? Oh. Hold, hold on, Andrea. Go on. <laughs> Did you? Did you know? know, I met Superhead uh, with Little Kim, because with Little Kim, did you meet Superhead? No, 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 no. No, okay. I'll tell you about the road with Little Kim. Hold on, I'll get back to you in a second. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The road with Little Kim was you got to understand. I'm an underground hip hop DJ, right? Little Kim, Junior Mafia, they're all like down with Biggie. They're all rapping about Mm -hmm. Crystal and Dior and all that stuff. I'm in my army hat, army jacket, backpack, like underground. Like I just, I'm just doing this for the check. I don't care about this music. And uh, we go to LA for a, why were we in LA? I think a video shoot. Yeah, video shoot. No, no, MTV show. We were doing an MTV show. 
and they were like, yo, uh, Corinne, I think her name is Corinne. They're like, yo, Corinne's coming to the room. And I'm like, who's Corinne? They're like, Superhead. And I was like, excuse me? They're like, yeah, we call her Superhead because she gives Superhead. I was like, okay, how do you, you all know? And they're like, yeah, it's Superhead. So this girl shows up and literally goes from room to room. Just knocking everyone. Down. Oh, I would want to be first. What I gotta a tell soldier. you. Fuck. Oh. The jaw. She comes, she knocks she knocks on my room. She goes, C said I gotta suck your dick. Oh. <laughs> I didn't even open the door. I go, I'm okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> didn't you wanna know how good it was? No. Yo, why? I had first of all, I'm not like that. I'm not I You're a good guy, I know. You're a good guy. You're a good guy. These guys had so many girls running around. They used to announce the hotel we were at uh, in the show, and the <laughs> hotel would be packed. I was such a fucking nerd that, like, let's say there was three girls, and then one of the guys grabbed one of the girls, and then there's two girls just waiting around. They would all, like, wait in my room. My room was, like, the holding. Oh, you were the holding <laughs> And there would be like six girls in my room that don't know each other. Or maybe like two of them know each other. And they'd just be in there. One time this girl was on the phone and she's like, no, nah, I'm in some other dude's room. No, like, no, he's no, nah, He's playing with some beat machine on his bed. <laughs> he's not paying attention to me. I like trying to make beats. And there's like six girls half naked in my room. And you're like, hey, you're up next, honey. <laughs> I have a spreadsheet that I keep. Yeah. Uh, well, it's five o'clock and it's room six twenty-two. Yeah. Here's a key. Yo, there used to be girls running around in the hallways naked. Dudes running around naked. It was gross. <laughs> Sounds kind of fucking awesome to me. Yeah, it's not my, it's not my style. Yeah, my yeah. Style. You're very um, conservative. Great guy. I have a question. So, so you mentioned that you broke so many like big artists. Yeah. Uh, are people bribing you? Are people threat? Like you mentioned, someone threatened yeah. you. Like it, it just like. It's Threats, yeah, th they tried. Fuckmaster mm -hmm. Flex, the first, the first day, the first piece of advice, piece of advice he gave me was don't take money for music because then they feel they own you. Mm -hmm. and it was tempting because they used to offer a lot of money, and even record companies would like take you to dinner and stuff like that. But like that was like schmoozing. Yeah, they'd be like street dudes. You know the streets. Mm -hmm. I Henda. Do not. No, Henda. <laughs> knows the street. She's on I, a, I know a little bit of the streets. Uh, <laughs> Are you mean like Metropolitan Avenue? <laughs> but yeah, they would um they would try to give you like brown bags of money. Hmm. But like the thing is like when the gangster was outside the radio station that one day, um he goes, Yo, you gotta play this. And he, he showed me a gun in his waistband. And I said okay, I have to make a decision here because there's two, there's two problems. One, you say, yes, you're going to play it and then don't play it. Right. Now they have a reason to have beef with you. Mm -hmm. Then if you do play it, they own you. Oh, he's mm -hmm. scared. We can intimidate him. Now we own him. Yeah. So, so he goes, and this is when I was married to the job. So he pulls his gun out. And he goes, yo, you're going to play this today. And I'm like, it's horrible. I'm not going to play it. And I say to him, I go, yo, listen. If I go upstairs and I play that song on my show, my boss is going to be pissed and he's going to fire me. And if I get fired from this job, I'm going to shoot myself. <laughs> 
So You're you threatening me. This guy, I saw him free. And when I yelled, oh, I forgot to tell you, there was two other Jamaicans on each corner, like kind of watching out. And they started mm-hmm. coming closer when I started yelling. Uh, I shocked him so much. Like no one's ever talked to him like that. And then right when he was in shock, I jumped in. I was like, but look, I'll go to your studio one day. We'll find another song that would work. I promise I'll play something, but I can't play that song today. <laughs> and literally, like, he was like, it shocked him. And then he looked up and he's like, yo, this mom crazy. I'm crazy. This mom crazy. And then, like, like here's my that, card. Uh-huh. That guy respect, like, to this day, like, he, and now Sean Paul has a great <laughs> career and I'm really yeah, happy. The guy for him. The, the, his artist sitting in the passenger <laughs> was Sean Paul. <laughs> was there ever something that you heard that you thought was really fucking good, but never got the time of day? Did you see things that like deserved more oh, than yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. A lot. That must be heartbreaking. Uh, yeah. That's, um, that sucks, man. There was a lot of songs I thought that were really good that, uh, for whatever reason didn't work out. A lot of times it was politics uh, you know, we're not messing with the the label you're on, or um, or it's mediocre head. What are you gonna do with that? Yeah, <laughs> right. You need super. I can't. I could not date a girl who even did anything with a rapper or someone from an entourage. It just can't. Oh, well, I'm out, so... You're done. Yeah. I, I used to I be a video host. So. I, I went on a date with this girl, <laughs> and we went to this party, and uh, this is my first date. We're chilling. We had dinner. Dinner was great. Then we go to this club, and we're standing there, and this guy walks by, and she goes, hey, Skane. And I'm like, how do you know him? And she goes, oh, I met him at DJ Clue's house. And I <laughs> turned around and walked out. Yeah. So you're not into like the groupy kind of feel. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people are into that for like a relationship. Yeah, they have something specific in mind. I've seen groupies become housewives. Like who? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) This guy is really he's he's all closed up. I mean, maybe in therapy you could talk about just I'm talking about myself. I can't talk about other people. Talk about being a little bit more open. Was there (laughs) Was there ever, I mean, we talk about this in the podcast. Was there ever a moment in New, like that you had in New York where you're like, holy shit, this could never happen anywhere else. This is such a specific um, to New York City moment. Okay. Or like the scaredest shit, you, scariest yeah. shit you've ever seen. I've seen a lot. Um, I'll give you a personal one and a hip hop one. So uh, the um, first time I met Biggie. Ooh, I like this story. Yeah, I only met him twice because uh, I was like still very new when he came. I mean, but Biggie, I met him and, and then the he Palladium, died. And then he died. Um, so I met him at the Palladium, and uh, it was—I think it was Jay Z. It was Jay Z's first album release party, Reasonable Doubt, and Biggie came out and did a song with him, and then um, came outside, and then Bone Thugs and Harmony was outside, but they wouldn't let him in. Because it was like a dress code kind they of. They were like thing. at a crossroads, kind of. They were right, <laughs> right at the crossroad. And it, I tell you what, it was it was around the first of the month, and uh, come on, that was another. Okay, that was all right, all right, all right, all right. Come on. Listen, you guys are like okay, that's the date. We go, we okay, we got it, we got it. So, uh, so they won't let him in, and they're like, you know, four dudes from Cleveland. They their style wasn't fitting the New York 
style at that moment. And uh, they're starting to beef with the security guards and it's starting to get a little pushy. And then Biggie comes out and is like, yo, 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 what's going on? What's going on? He goes, that's Bone Thugs. And the security's like, what? Who? <laughs> and they weren't that known at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, he literally paid, like he didn't get them in. He paid for them to go in. Like he pulled money out of his pocket, gave it to the girl at the register, paid for them to go in. And then afterwards they go inside. He didn't go in and they talked. They were like, yo, we should do something together. Like, yeah, yeah, let's, you know, let's talk about it. So that was when they first talked about doing a song together. Ooh, you got a like little, a little moment in history. I was standing there. I was like, I was like, they're never going to do a song. Why would he do a song with those (laughs) fucking weird looking dudes? And uh, turned out to be one of the best Biggie songs ever. Amazing. and then another New York moment, I was with this young lady and I... Oh, young lady. It's very interesting yeah. when it's a young lady, when it's I was a girl. this bitch. <laughs> she turned out to be a bitch. Um, so I was going to ask her to marry me. I was going to try to propose. Oh. What? So I proposed to her. Why? Why get married? Yeah. You're not into it? I'm not, but also you seemed like you were such a career dude, and so yeah, like, that you were married to the game. Yeah, yeah. So why this girl? Uh, she, she gets super I liked her. Um, it was yeah, it was actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a head guy. That's the thing. I'm not a head guy. Okay, I so to, I love to, giving it. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're a good guy. I love you're a good guy. I, is, I know you guys are making fun. I just want to make I love you happy. Giving uh-huh. it more than getting it. I'm being dead serious. I understand that. I understand ladies, that. So, ladies, you've heard it here first. Yeah. yeah. I've said it before. Uh, <laughs> so I asked her to marry me on August 11, 2001, at the top of the World Trade Center. Oh, dear. <laughs> I asked her to marry me August 11th. Okay. okay. 2001. Top of the World Trade Center. Like, this is going to be the most memorable thing that's going to happen We're always going to be able to come back here. <laughs> we're always going to, every time we see the towers, we're going to be like, that's where we got engaged. New York. <laughs> did, your, did your relationship light on fire the same day that? When I tell you that was the perfect sign, yeah. one month later, the towers go down. And I was like, is this a sign? So yeah. wait, so she says yes. She said yes. Okay. One and month then, later to the day. Okay. Yeah. September 11th. Yes. So I'm getting at. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're here. We're here. For Powers this. go down. Okay. And I was like, I probably shouldn't have did that. And it was, it turned out to be the worst. Not the so worst. So you broke up with her right. because of uh, a terrorist attack. No, I didn't break up with her. It just, okay. no, we stayed together for another <laughs> five years. Wow. Okay. Um, but you never got married. Never got married to her. So, so uh, a month later, you're already questioning it. What do you think? Uh, look at your heartbroken face. Oh, uh, boy. Look at that. Uh, what happened? Uh, no, what happened? I didn't care about it. I'll tell you what. We had an on and off, on again, off again relationship for a long time. And every time we broke up, we got back together. We fought. We got back together. The final straw was when one time we were broken up and she slept with this guy who worked for a record company that she met at a party. Yeah, but maybe she was doing it for you. How's that? Like, you know, she was just trying to advance your career. No. Uh, nice. Good one, Tracy. She's like, I was networking. Mm -hmm. Done. For us. Finished. 
She was getting married at Frank Sinatra's place. She was digging. Got married it. at fucking Dean Martin's house. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, uh, New York is such an interesting place, and we're so happy that you were here to share these amazing yeah, New York you. stories uh, with us. I feel like there were more me stories. I, just, I wish you gave more New York stories. Listen, we love hearing about you. You are a, a staple in New York City. Absolutely. I mean, Best you're pizza. Jo- uh, cardboard. Joe's. That's terrible, Hemda. West stop Ford. saying that. Stop no, saying that. You need to stop. Saifa, what do you think? I, I like Ben's. I like Ben's grandma yeah. slice on the corner of, of yeah. uh, West, West Third, Third and, and, and McDougal. The grandma slice at Ben's is big. Oh, Joe's okay. Is good. There's the one. The what's the one in the story that used to be around the corner from us, Hamda? Oh, oh I didn't. Oh, I didn't Michael and Angelo's. Michael and Angelo's. Come on, that was yeah, but it's so obscure. Good. It's so obscure. No, so, absolutely not, guys. Listen, the best pizza and the best racism come from Queens, New York, uh, <sighs> Howard Beach, and that's how it goes. No, that that stupid place off the highway. Ugh. Well, I'm the sorry, the old man making it. No, that's that's Brooklyn. So uh, I'm talking about New Park Pizza uh, uh, in Howard Beach, Queens. On Cross is it good? Park. It's no. great. It's, it's fantastically great. I'm sorry, Hamza. You need to know. I, need I know to tell that you the your truth. people mm-hmm. from your neighborhood. Okay, your people. Please, please not. Don't you your people. people. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. In these times, these are not my people anymore. I am absolutely uh, standing with all, Black Lives Matter. I am not with here's them. What I hate about, here's what I hate about your people. Uh-huh. <laughs> Be more specific. Who are you Canadians? talking about? Canadians? Yeah, me or Women. The Italians. Yeah, they're I, not, and listen, I lived in an they're Italian. They're not great. In the Bronx. Uh, I love Italians. Frank Sinatra, Italian. Um, the problem people. is, you, when you came to this country, you're, mm-hmm. you weren't white. No. You know what I'm saying? The yeah, Italians I do. Italians are not white. And all of a sudden, they like, because they're a little bit lo- whitish looking and from Europe, but you were from South Europe, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm Sicilian. <laughs> yeah, even Sicilian. Yeah, I'm Sicilian. <laughs> and like, then they like become racist against black people and it's like, but you were, you were treated horribly when you got here. You can't have some sympathy or empathy. Well, absolutely. Also, to, to build off of that, I will say this, the most racist Italians are um, out there appropriating black culture, uh, listening to rap music and, you know, dressing the same way in a black culture. Yeah. And they're, they hate um, black people and they're so just weird. I, I don't, I will never understand it. I, I don't understand it at all, actually. Yeah, I think so it's weird. our, it's our culture at large. I think we, we teach people as a whole who to like and who to hate. We teach them by radio, TV, the news, yeah. whatever. And I think that's, that's, you know, obviously what's, what's happening right now, you know, and what's been happening. It's when it changes, it still doesn't, you know, reach that level that is equal and right and just. Right. I mean, the only thing that we could do right now is speak up and light a uh, cop car on fire. I'm sorry. Also that. Well, I mean, you could do that too. You could speak up, uh, make sure you're out there protesting if you could, um, and make sure you're donating to all of the causes right now. When the war breaks out, God forbid, when the war breaks out. When? Yeah. It's the the tip of the iceberg now. When the war breaks out, you Jews are also not white. Like you take the, a lot of Jews take the white side now. And then one day someone's going to go, Hey, 
what about these Jews? And you're going to go, oh, yeah. I think they did that already. Yeah, I, I think, think there they, was a thing. There might have been a thing. thing they did with the Jews. It's also, you know, growing up with a name like Chemda outside of a place that they can pronounce even a name like Chemda. I understand what yeah. I look and sound like. <laughs> I, I, I could see my face right you're here. I can even see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, right was- now... God, no, what's so going God. on in New York this is the last thing what's going on in New York is really fucked up right now and yeah. it's really scary and I hate it I hate it all but I, I remember the days there's a place in Chinatown called Wohop you know Wohop of course the greatest tell, tell our listeners so yeah I mean tell them about like it's, the culture in Wohop it's not the greatest food it's the greatest late night after the club yeah 24 hour Chinese spot but here's the thing about Wohop that's so New York you could be a wanted drug dealer, known, top 10 wanted. You go into Wohop, there's a table full of cops in uniform on their lunch break from the late night shift. In Wohop, there's a truce. <laughs> no one fucks with you in Wohop. It's like this weird thing where like cops and criminals hang out and like just do not fuck with each other. It's New York great, City needs that to is be, you know, you New, York, <laughs> New York, that's a New York moment when you go in there and you see some thugs at this table, some cops at that table, and everyone's just getting it. Fried rice and chicken wings and General Souls chicken. It's great. And that's You're what I want New York. We need to bring Wohop to the protest. Be more Wohop. Yeah, that's what we need Wohop. to be. Be less that and more Wohop. Less, yeah. less Wohop. IHOP, more Wohop. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Oh, oh that's well, fucking amazing. Thank you so much for being on. This oh, was really cool. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Can you tell us um, what are you working on right now? Where could people find you and where could people find your projects? Well, okay. The biggest thing I'm working on right now is every morning at 1030, my daughter has a Zoom class Ooh. where I have to help her with her reading and arithmetic. We'll uh, drop by. Yeah, hopefully you'll, hopefully I won't shoot myself. Uh, nothing's happening. Nothing's going on. Uh, follow me at Cypher Sounds. That's where I have all my information. Uh, I was supposed to go on tour with Michelle Wolf. I was supposed to do more shows with Dave Chappelle. I was. I always go on tour with Michael Che every summer. I don't know if any of that's happening. My identity lies in these comedians' careers. So please, <laughs> let's get out of this safely uh yeah. both both problems going on right now pandemic and fucking uh riots happening you know it's just sad absolutely yeah. uh andrea what's going point. on with you andrea what's happening hey man i'm in my apartment i'm alone uh three months hey uh follow- <laughs> well, we have we have a way to to connect with all three of us now are we oh. dropping that hamda take it only in New York pod.com where you oh can my actually God. find everything about us, how to reach us, um, how to get the podcast and our stickers for sale stickers. There's, we have, uh, we actually started a little store where you can get Ooh. stuff that uh, we won't even mention now. Only in New York pod.com. It's going to be a special surprise. Take a look around. It's yeah, great. absolutely. And guys, make sure you check people. out 
Awesome. Guys, make sure you check out my other podcast, Teen Mom Trash Talk and 90 Day Fiance Trash Talk. Hamda has Keith and the girl, as always, 15 years going strong. And Andrea's Hot Mess Comedy Hour. Guys, you can find us all on social media. You know where to go. And make sure you follow Saifa Sounds because he is uh, he's a New York staple. I mean, if you're not if you don't know Saifa and you're not following him, are you even from New York? Do you even know New York City? Yeah. What are you doing? Oh, my God. Guys, make sure you're donating to all the appropriate places right now uh, to support the cause. And thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Hey, hey, fuck you. There's nothing to see here. Get out of here.